Felissa Rose, and you're listening to Good Times, Great Movies. great movies. Here we are, coming together as we do every two weeks to talk about a movie from the 1980s. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Good times and great movies. Hmm. Sometimes. Every every now and then we talk about a movie people have heard of and a movie that's pretty good. (laughs) This time we do. This time we do. But before, I am one of your co-hosts. I am Jamie Lorello. On the other end of things is a DP McCambridge. How you doing, DP? I'm a little scared. That's why I put a football helmet on myself. That way, when I slide across the floor and my dad catches me, I might not break I do my head. Like, I do. I, I enjoy this part of this movie when they have fun with the. There's that little <laughs> section of time where they're having fun with the poltergeist in their home before it tries to murder them and really freak them out and suck them through into what another portal. What has Joe Beth Williams she been doing all day with this kid? <laughs> She's like all day. I love it. I feel like because we see that scene the night before. I love how they set up this family. I kind of forgot. Oh, you know what? I'm jumping right in. I'm just jumping right in. I'm ready. I I introduced us and then we're talking about it. Right, right. We're We're, we're talking about Poltergeist. Yeah. 1982, directed by Toby Hooper. Now, there is some controversy. I think we have to uh, mention this up front. People in the horror community. Uh, Toby Hooper fans, Steven Spielberg fans. There is this, I don't even want to call it a rumor, that even though Toby Hooper's name is on here as the director, people say this is really a Steven Spielberg directed mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, there's no evidence to that, and I'm not going to take any anything away from Toby Hooper, but the family dynamic and stuff, like this is such a Steven Spielberg. Like, I feel like E.T., is right down the street. Like the way this family is constructed, this neighborhood, like Mac and me could also be yeah. being filmed right down the street true, too. True. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give credit to Toby Hooper here, but I don't know. Steven Spielberg has got his mitts all over this thing. His filthy Spielberg mitts. I'm imagining they're hairy. I don't know why. You gross <laughs> monster. You. No, I feel that too. I agree. Uh, and it is a Spielberg production. Correct. It is. So. Sure, yeah. You put you put this guy's name on stuff, people are gonna go see it. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think we've talked about a Steven Spielberg movie yet, have no, we? No, we have oh. Wait. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Let's just you know what? Guess what? This is number two for us and Toby Hooper though. He did that funhouse movie oh. where that Monster See, this, lived underneath the fun house. This is why we truly are good times, great movies, because sometimes it's just a good time. It's not always a great movie. Yes, we're Thanks, like Toby. Steven Spielberg, that hack? Yeah. The guy who made Funhouse, this is the movie we're going to watch. This is what we got to see. <laughs> this is it. No, but this is, does this open? No, because we've already done one for horror season. No, this is our opening. No, this is it. This horror is our season. opening. Yes, welcome yeah, this, horror season. October 1st, baby, and we get three scary movies 
before if you're a patron. And if you are a patron, there's another episode right now. You're listening to this right now. Correct. On the same day in our Patreon feed, us talking about Monkey Shines has come up. So if you are interested in that, consider five dollars you get i looked recently yeah you did there is almost 40 full-length bonus episodes that we have done and the full lengths are amazing there's singing there's um (laughs) secret commentary that only you get to hear as the patron there Uh are bathroom breaks um those maybe are not as fun for everyone but there's lots of fun um now some now, some people may think that Jamie's talking about the 40 patrons-only episodes. No, no, no. no She's talking, talking about, about the regular, regular episodes. <laughs> all of the stuff that you people don't hear if you're not giving us money. You're not hearing the 10 minutes at the beginning, right. five minutes at the end. And like Jamie said, pauses for song breaks, pauses for pee breaks. Who who knows what you're you going to get? You don't know what you're going to get. It's it's almost like, uh, yeah, it's, it's the... All the in-betweens, you know? It's the under the sheets of good times, great movies. You're just getting top cover if you're not a patron. I mean, it does get pretty sexy yeah, for our patrons. Yeah, if you go under the shed, don't you say? First of all, I'm assuming, unlike sometimes when we cover a movie, most everyone, if not everyone, has probably seen Poltergeist. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Maybe just hit pause on this thing. Yeah, Put you down should. your phone. Watch this. It's It's on... Amazon Prime, that's what? where I watched it. It's yeah. available anywhere. Lots of so streaming. maybe just check it out. Because yeah. I don't want to spoil the ghosts and the different types of monsters we see in this movie. Well, There's a lot happening. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but uh, spoil our thoughts. We often do and say throughout the whole thing that we won't. But it is, it's just a good movie. It's, it's just, just well done. Yeah. It's just, that's why you should see it if you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those movies that kind of like, this is before PG-13, so I could only imagine a lot of parents got tricked into taking mm, small children to yeah, this. I and at one that. point, it was like, uh, maybe we should get out of yeah, here. Yeah, this, this might is a freak her out a little bit. Yeah, I could, and I think, you know what, because I don't remember when I did see it, but it wasn't when I was a little kid. Because even I mentioned to my mom that this right. was the movie that we did for our podcast this week. She goes, ooh, ooh, scary. Like... <laughs> She was just thinking of Craig T. Nelson, though. <laughs> She's like that guy from Coach. I don't know. I don't know about that. No, she, she, she. I don't think as a child I watched this. I mean, right. maybe as I don't remember actually when I did see it first. Do you? Do you have a like? I do not. I don't remember the first time. I remember showing it to my sister. Uh, I was in charge of babysitting once. My parents left. Smart, and sweet. I thought it would be a good idea. To show my sister, who is four years younger than me. And you put her um, in a blonde wig, and you're like, we're right. going to play poltergeist tonight. <laughs> yes. Don't worry about the light that's coming out of your closet. Yep, I wheeled in another TV <laughs> and just put static on it while we watched. And you're I like, remember just it was, stare at this. <laughs> right? Yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. If you get scared, stare into the static. <laughs> I remember it was a little intense for her. Well, yeah. So, but I, again, I don't remember what age I was, um, but old enough to make stupid decisions. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm sure that wasn't the first time I've seen it. And I, I may have even seen it a couple times since then, you know, before I watched it, um, Mm. just a few days back. So Hmm. this opening here felt very (laughs) comfortable to me because just as Craig T. Nelson falls asleep in a chair, 
in front of the TV. I do that on almost a nightly basis. Oh, you're such a dad. I love it. It is such a dad thing. And I sort of said earlier as a negative that this feels very Steven Spielberg-y. Yeah. But I so appreciate the way that this family feels so real. I like, love the setup with this family. I love yeah. that they take the time to set up with this family. It's so really done right as far as like we get to know them enough. Everyone's doing a great job. Um, the, their interaction is great. Like just the, the way that they seem and feel comfortable with each other. Yeah. Like this, these people do not seem as though they're acting. This really does seem like we just... We're just spending time with an actual Stumbled family. Stumbled upon this family, yeah. getting ready. Yeah, their whole, even the setup of their house and the set design of their, you know, their abode, if you will, all of it. Later on, um, I absolutely love when um, Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams are just smoking joints, getting ready for bed. Like, it's just so adorable. And he's very goofy and funny and doing that weird thing in the mirror with his belly and they're just and the kid walks in on them at one point and they're you know yeah they seem like they seem like groovy parents if I'm reading the room they had the oldest daughter the teenage daughter when they were very young maybe when they got together and then they waited a bit because they have a daughter who's like 16 I don't know how I don't know how old Dominique Dunn is in this movie because in real life she's like 17 but she doesn't look 17. She looks younger, but I think she's probably playing around 17, but she just has a really young look to her. So, like, there are parts of this movie that are a little bit uncomfortable when those construction workers are, like, catcalling her. I was like, this girl is 14. Like, I know, it was a little bit, I agree, like, but then, I love it. She gives them, like, this, doesn't she yep. dance out the middle finger to them? And her yep, mom's watching thing. with pride. She's like, yeah, yes. that's my girl. <laughs> yeah, the guy, he's drinking that. coffee through the window. <laughs> yeah. Not just drinking coffee. He's, like, putting the spoon in the whatever yeah, she's got like on the stove dunking, and eating. Toasting with the, yeah. It. I, yeah, it's so strange. Yeah. Also, it, I did find... There are small bits of humor in this movie, but again, small bits of humor that are just like regular home life. At the end, when Dominique Dunn shows up, like I guess her boyfriend with the hickey on her neck, with the hickey, (laughs) I, I absolutely adored that. Like I was just like, this is great, and just the fact that she gets out of the car, has a hickey, and is losing her mind, just yelling like, "What is going on here?" I thought that was really great. But even even the small details, like when you know, later on when you're in the parents' bedroom and stuff, like, there's just toys. There's just, like, kids' toys yeah. sitting around. It's not like a clean house. It's not to the... It's funny, because I used to watch um, Roseanne, as most people oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I always found that Roseanne's house, like, overdid the messiness of, like... Like, their couch oh, was yeah. always just covered in, like, piles of clothes. Right. And I was... And it wasn't like my parents were overly neat or something, but I was... That was always a turnoff and seemed so strange about that show. But this, where it's just like, oh, there's just some toys by the TV there because I guess kids were playing in their room. I was like, yeah. that's my house. Like anywhere I turn, I'm like, oh, there's a thing or 12. And if I turn around, there's another grouping of stuff over there. It's really nice, very realistic. Yeah, very realistic, very comfortable yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we talked about all the great things um, about this family. <laughs> so, and this took place back in a time kids if you're listening to this this Mm -hmm. wasn't made up for this movie 
back in the day, channels would stop broadcasting at some oh, point. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I, I know. know. Even yeah. it took me a minute. I'm like, well, what is that that they're watching with the Ameri- with the Star Spangled Banner playing? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Eventually, programming would end. So yeah, you I don't would know just if it was have... like 2 a.m. or yeah. something like that. But for, for a period of like four five hours something like that there was nothing on tv it was just static on every what a simpler time right because you either like you either just weren't watching shit if you were up at those hours because you were either a farmer or fucking crazy like what are you doing up at 2 a.m trying to just stay or you know you weren't going to watch anything and there was nothing for you to watch you know all those 1982 farmers that were just like why why is stuff on tv now i'm a farmer i don't need it those farmers that came out of the 80s, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I get it. I also love how, for some reason, this movie at the beginning tricks you into thinking you're just watching a movie about this dog stealing food Oh, from yeah, the it's very cute. What a good dog, by the way. A great dog that communicates with the With the child. dead. Can, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. But this dog is fun, too, because he, like, goes into each person's room mm-hmm. and finds food like hidden food in everyone's bed yeah it is sort of like the beginning the adventures of i don't know the dog's name i'm assuming if it's as clever as uh tweety maybe the dog's name is barky but you're right we, the dog does find pizza and snacks and chips a whole bag, eats of, a chips. bag of chips it spills yeah. chips all over the floor and just yeah. walks away like oh yeah. well like they're on the floor that's too good for me or that's i'm too good for floor <laughs> chips i guess <laughs> But we do see the youngest daughter. We, we get a, a layout of this family. We talked about how there is an older daughter, and mm-hmm. then there is a young boy and his younger sister who share a room together. Right. And we see this girl wake up oh, in the middle of the night, walk downstairs, and like kneel in front of the TV and then start talking to things that we don't see yeah. and touching the TV. She's very loud too. Cause she wakes up her father and I love how she's sitting there going, this is really weird. Right now. But then her mother walks downstairs and they all sort of see, I, th- I don't know if the whole family wakes up or the something. Brother I think is there too. Okay. I think. Yeah. I don't all know right. if this older sister is there. But But she's really yelling. Like, she's, like, yelling at this TV and laughing and having a great time. So... And they're a little bit creeped out. They're watching her, like, what the fuck is Caroline doing? Yep. But they don't... They also, the next day, are just like, well, Caroline, you know, what was... You know, they don't really address it. No, 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 they don't. Well, there is... I mean... The mom, Jobeth Williams, again, I don't know the character's names. I apologize. Diane. I think Diane, her name is Diane. I'm not going to remember that. So Diane, she is worried later because they're digging a swimming pool. And she's like, if this kid's sleepwalking, because yeah. she's even like, I did it when I was a kid. Right, right. There's some dangers around right. here. She could very well just walk outside and fall into the pool or something like that. So, and I think even Craig T. Nelson's like, all right, that's a bit much. Relax. Like we haven't even dug the pool or put water right, in it yet. Right. You gotta so clean, yeah. Calm down. Right. And she did it one time. So right. it's totally fine. Uh, so now I love how the very next day we're introduced to, I don't know, some comic relief weirdo riding a children's <laughs> bike with just. Bringing I, beer I, to the. Piles thing. of beer. Yeah. 
I love, yeah, it is. It's very random. And well, we're, we also kind of get introduced to the sweet town they live in. The I told you I wrote it down. What's the name of their town? Cuesta Verde. Okay. And just how uh, adorable and like you said, kind of Spielberg-esque, kind of could be a little ET village or what have you. Oh, it's this is such like a indictment on suburbia movie. <laughs> like it, uh. it really is. Like it's just a. You know, all the houses look the same. All these guys are getting together to watch football. Right, right. Everyone's sport, sport, white. Sport. I don't think we see a person who no. isn't white in the entirety. Not one oh wait, we do. Color. One of the paranormal investigators. Comes oh, in. you're right. Yes. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it really is like if you thought like American Beauty was a an indictment on suburbia this is this was well before that and i think it does a better job of it there you go but this guy these kids i love how these kids torture this man by like having a remote control car cause him to crash and beer is spraying everywhere and he's he's just trying to hold on to the beer he's got he doesn't he walks yeah. into the the game or the where they're watching the game with beer splashing beer all over everyone all he over must have been like, the only guy in charge of beer clearly oh yeah and why do you send this guy too this guy had to ride a bike i'm sure he had several duis and does not have a license anymore yeah so. exactly that's why exactly <laughs> and this is a early 80s home there is carpeting everywhere mm-hmm. and beer is all in that carpet then i can't I can't. You can't. Just thinking about cleaning. Just the smells alone. Where's that dog when you need him? Um. So now we're introduced to something that's kind of creepy because the channel's changing, Jamie. They're just trying to watch, I think, the Raiders against the Rams. I don't know. Are there aliens? Are there ghosts? What's happening? Well, it's, no. it's changing to Mr. Rogers, too. Which is... It's changing to Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Right. But no, it's not aliens or ghosts. No, Just no. a goofy comic relief where they must have their TVs, he and his neighbor, on opposing walls. So when you point your remote at your TV, it also changes the TV yeah. on your neighbor's channel. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how their lines were crossing, but I'm guessing that's how. So he does have a remote war with his neighbor for a little bit. And then we see... That Tweety has passed on. Oh, yes. Well, then we get to see while dad's having the get together with the guys in the game, mom is hanging She's out. She's cleaning. She's, She's cleaning, cleaning the house. She's you know? cleaning up after the kids. Right. It's what, um, it's what men do. Men watch yes, TV exactly. and women clean the house while exactly. this is happening, right? <laughs> uh, and while she's cleaning, yeah, she, Tweety, the bird that is in the room that the two kids share, mm-hmm. is uh, not doing so hot. I never thought, now, I've of course, flushed a, a goldfish or two down the toilet, but a bird. This, this is. So we <laughs> talked about that they are good parents. Uh, bad move. Bad Joba. choice with the bird because down the toilet. What are you gonna say? What like what is her end game here? She's gonna flush this thing down the toilet and then say what? It flew away. To pork. <laughs> I opened his cage <laughs> to clean, and he escaped. I I don't know what the plan is because this is not what you do when you have a pet. You have what they end up having a goofy little funeral for this pet. It is really sweet. Well, so as she's trying to put the Tweety in the toilet, Carol Ann comes right into shot. Right. She's right there, kind of watching, like, What are you <laughs> doing to Tweety? And, and also, so then, yeah, if you're going to do this, 
close the bathroom door. Like, don't don't take the chance of traumatizing your child. I just think you're traumatizing your toilet. Like, want a bird and the flush and the crush? No. Just, no. But it ends up working out because Tweety, like you said, gets a little more of a proper burial. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cute. Carol this Ann is puts so sad. Twizzler so sad. in with her. Oh. <laughs> with the... And it's very cute. She goes so, so that he, if he gets hungry, so that a picture of them, so that if he thinks about me, adorable, adorable. If I was a ghost living in that house, I would want that little girl to take me to the other side. I'd be like, she's the one. Look at yeah. how angelically sweet she is. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that's why they really are in. They're probably watching all this, being like, you know what? I think we got our mark here. I think- <laughs> I think we got it. You and didn't they say she bird, was right? born in the house? Did the parents say that she was born in the house, Carol Ann? What? I, maybe I made I that up. I don't remember that. Maybe I made oh. that up. So her, like, essence is part of yes, this house now? That, then that's why. Oh, my These God. Are, the Ugh. beast is like, oh, she's innocent and delicious. And the, like I said, the little ghosts are like, she'll guide us. She's pure light. Can we say there's a lot of stuff later that Zelda talks about where I'm like, where? did you come up with all this stuff like how do you know that one of them is evil oh, <laughs> she's Zelda like there's so yet. many people and they just they're good souls and they just want to go to the light but there's an evil one yeah there's the an beast. evil one and it wants to take her and it takes the form of something that she's not afraid of a child and i'm like what what you are where did all this Zelda come from is kind of, it sounds more like dolly, dolly Parton. Parton. it's just my dolly yeah. parton <laughs> slightly <laughs> higher <laughs> a little Dolly Parton. You gotta, you gotta tweak it a bit. But I believe in you. We have a whole film to talk about. I'm sure by the time Zelda is really introduced, you'll be sounding much better. Uh, I do love how she, um, she's very convincing. Like, she's a wonderful little oh, actress. Absolutely, yeah. And um, I do Ooh, love how she's crying, crying, crying until it's buried, and she's like, "Can I get a goldfish?" That night now, there is a, a storm is happening. Yeah, and right outside their room, we see this kid has a some sort of uh, her brother has a relationship with this dead tree that's outside his window <laughs> that has the face of well, Freddy Krueger on the side of it. I was going to say, it does have a creepy... He's this huge window that they... God love him. They couldn't put blinds up or curtain or nothing I, to, to I, help with this. And it's the biggest window. It's, it's like 20 it's feet high in these and kids' And the, the tree is sort of creepy looking. Like you said, it's got all these knots and looks like faces and it's not like a... Like a big oak tree or something with all these cool... It's just... It's a creepy looking tree right outside his window. Also, it's just dead. Like, yeah. it's just... there's. It's not doing well. There's yeah, no, no leaves. leaves there's no. nothing. Because he even says to Craig T. Nelson, he's like, can we get rid of that? And he's like, I don't know. That tree's been there long before we even built this house. I'm like, it's a dead... It's like a glorified stump in your backyard. Yeah, if you're putting up the pool, just take that. Let's put a deck around the pool or something. Take down the tree. Maybe Craig T. Nelson's like, you know, it's going to be awesome. We put that pool in. I climb that tree. I jump. <laughs> Well, the boy later does climb the tree, so he's scared of it during the storm, but then we see him climbing it later, right? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's only scared of it at night. Listen, some things like terrifying clowns are only scary. Well, no, that would be scary in the middle of the day. Yeah, like just put that clown away, burn it, like you said, but don't keep it out in the open, day or night. But yeah, when he goes to bed, Craig T. Nelson, again, they're such a sweet family. He comes... Well, this is when the parents are smoking the pot and hanging right. out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the boy comes in to say, you know, I'm a little scared, the storm, and da-da-da. 
So Craig T. Nelson goes to put him to bed and does a really cute rule, which I've heard my parents tell me before, too, about counting between the lightning and the thunder. I love it. I still do it to this day. I will still still... hear thunder, see the lightning, and and count, or see the lightning the opposite way. But, yeah, I'll still do it to this day. Now, is that because Craig T. Nelson taught you that? Probably. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. If you if you ever saw my dad when he was younger and had hair, he kind of looked a little yeah. bit like Craig T. Nelson. So so he could have been my dad, and I just thought it was Craig T. Nelson in I Poltergeist. Love I love it even more. I'm like, Dad, remember when you told me about uh, counting lightning and thunder? Oh, and then that tree accosted me and, and <laughs> almost ate me, and you had to save me. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> please please can we talk about how right around this time after he puts him to bed he comes back and for some reason like i think craig t nelson's thing like his foreplay thing is doing a donald duck voice (laughs) he goes from that diving routine into snuggling up on her and talking like donald duck and i was like is this how sex gets started in this family i mean they're they're unconventional so maybe who knows I they're, guess so. They definitely are fun and cute and all that. And, and but. but we cannot, and I know we talked about it at the beginning, we can't talk about this puppet enough. Like, we can't, oh, this weird You can't clown. put this in a kid's room. No. You can't put it on a chair facing a child while they're trying to sleep. Mm-mm. This shouldn't even be allowed in this house. Don't get the clown yeah, out. I need a line where it's like, oh, grandma got me that, and it's really creepy. Yeah. And they're just like, well, she's coming out next weekend. After she's here, you can get rid of it or something like that. But there's nothing. It, at one point later on, it is in bed with Carol Ann, and I'm like, this is the scariest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. thing, I know. Oh, also, at this point, when the kids are going to bed, um, did you think that maybe uh, the plastic phone that Carol Ann was talking on was haunted too? Because <laughs> it just keeps coming to her on an enormous plastic phone. And she's like, uh, Daddy, they want to talk to you. And he's like, listen, I'm busy right now. Can you take a message? And then she's even on the phone going, he's busy right now. Can I just take a message? <laughs> and I was like, how long have these kids been in bed? No one's asleep in this house right now. <laughs> And I also think it's fun how when he leaves, he opens the door to the oldest girl's room and she like shoves the phone underneath her pillow oh, real yeah, quick. And yeah. then he tells her to get off the phone. It's very nice. It's very... Again, they're very adorable little families getting everybody in bed and tucked in. Doesn't she ask when Carol Ann, when they're going to sleep, Carol Ann asks for the closet door to be open a little bit. So the light in the closet helps like the nightlight. Yeah, this is a movie thing that I absolutely hate because, you know, I'm sure not every kid is like this, but I have enough kids to know that, guess what? As kids, they don't like having their bedroom door shut at night. And that always bothers me in movies because they make such a big deal about Joe Beth Williams like, how far do you want this closet door open? Do, 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 do. Right. And then she leaves their room and it's like this zoom in on her shutting their bedroom door well, this to the hallway. Well, this family shuts the, van, the door all the way because then mom and dad are going to get high and they don't want the yeah. kids to know. Although they just leave their door open. I guess well, they're like, well, we got to close one door. Let's yeah, close yeah, the we'll, kids' we'll door. the kids open theirs, yeah. <laughs> but I really do like how... After this and after this, like, don't worry, you kids will be fine. Don't be scared of blah, blah, blah. The storm is fine. All right. Everybody go to bed in your own bed. And just the 
quick cut to all four of them in bed together then mm-hmm. at night. Yeah, really that is great. fun. Yeah, we, we see where they end up, which I'm guessing as a parent too. Well, I don't know. Is that a thing for you guys? Do your kids end up coming to bed with you a lot of time? Or yeah, do they go through uh, not phase a, Not maybe? a lot. It, yeah, there are okay. more phases. Like each one goes through a phase when they're like four or five mm. where it happens, you know, from time to time. But again, this is just my experience. I'm sure some sometimes this happens more often than others. Well, I'm like, shut up. Count the thunder, yeah. count the lightning, and well, we've go to already bed. Established, you chain them to the bed when you tuck them in. Yes, so yes. They can't my chains. Get out. Yeah. The storm's not bad. <laughs> but yeah, it is. They're all in bed together, crashed out, and the fuzzy TV comes back on. It's late, and it's like whenever this fuzzy TV comes on, adorable Carol Ann She's and her perfectly blonde hair. She's got to talk to her little friends. Nobody else can hear them. Well. Can we hear a little... There's a lot that happens here because this is where like electric hands and electricity comes out and like shoots into the wall above the parents' Mm -hmm. bed and like leaves a little burn mark. Is this when the dog comes in or not yet? Yeah, right. No, no, not yet. But I think it's the next day. But this is where the iconic they're here line happens because they all do wake up and see this weirdo sitting in front of the TV again. And this is when she's like, hey, guess what, guys? The ghosts are here now. They kind of are like, oh, she's doing her weird sleepwalking thing. Like the next day, they're getting ready for they're getting ready for their day. They're having breakfast at the table. Again, kids arguing like annoying kids would actually argue. It's about mm-hmm. nothing. They're calling each other booger face and fart brains and stuff like that. And I was it's like, fun. this is so adorable. Yeah. And it does. It feels like E.T. again. But weird stuff is happening. Like one of the glasses just shatters for no reason. Right. The kids' utensils are bent in all all sorts of weird weird. ways. This is when we talked about earlier the um, oldest daughter, who may or may not be 14 years old, walks outside and these pervy, like upsettingly pervy Why are the construction guys there? Because they're decided to take the tree down? Or because they're working on the pool. They're probably just working on the pool. Yeah. yeah they're working But on they the know pool. all the guys because it appears, and it takes us a long time to figure out that, like, Craig T. Nelson sells homes? Like, I don't know what his job is. He also mentions, I thought, like, oh, your uncle, like, I feel like it's a family business, the community. He sells homes in the community. Because okay. we see him after we get spooked in a you know in a couple of scenes after we realize that the kitchen they're haunted or whatever we see him I thought they sold their own house you know but they don't sell their house he is selling houses in the community he's like a realtor or some kind yeah um, he's like a realtor but I almost thought like he had also designed the houses and like but, the arc I think possibly but that yes. was never said so I'm no. like I, I, yeah and I then don't... when his boss takes him to the one and is like this could be your like if he designs right. them, then you would think he would say this would be the living room window or whatever. But yes, exactly. yeah, he does something with the homes in the community they lives with. That's yes. pretty important. We'll say that. <laughs> can, can we talk about probably my favorite bit of social commentary in this movie mm. is when 
all the stuff happens at the at the kitchen table, and then the mom walks by Carol Ann in the living room, or sorry, in the kitchen, and she's watching one of those tiny kitchen TVs, mm-hmm. and it's just static. And Joe Beth Williams goes, "Oh, don't do that. That's bad for you." And she changes the channel to some horrific war movie. Oh yeah, I, I found that so awesome that that's just don't watch this. And then there are guys like getting shot and falling over. Yeah, I would love to know how they did the chair thing. She's there in the kitchen and and cleans up and everything like that, walks in the kitchen, turns around, and all the chairs are, like, pushed out from the table. So she walks around, pushes them back in, and then she asks Carol Ann, she's like, did you guys do this? She also subtly asks Carol Ann when they're eating and all the kids are fighting, like, hey, what was that you said about they're here? Like, what is that? But the kids are fighting, so she doesn't really get an answer. I wanted Carol Ann to, like, wink at her. Yeah. (laughs) No, you'll find out. Yeah. But yeah, so the chairs then, after she pushes them in and they come back out, then she comes back in the room and they're all on top of the table. They're all like wonderfully stacked up, like so precariously perched that if you blew on one of them, they'd probably all fall down. It's really, really cool. I love it. And I love how she turns around and screams. Like her reaction to seeing this is really great, which makes the flash forward all the more bizarre. Because now she is a mom that we've seen is a little more, you know, she's open. She's she's very sort of child friend, child centered in the sense that like, hey, whatever they want to do, they want to have the creepy clown in their room. I'll put it in their room. No biggie. Um no, she wants to put a Twizzler with the dead bird. Let her do it. Yeah, who cares? Um, so it's a half-eaten Twizzler. Whatever. Well, and she definitely—they seem to have more like you know, new agey maybe beliefs. I'm gonna say. So yeah, when she, first she freaks out. Oh my God, these st- chairs have stacked themselves. But now she realizes it's some kind of energy. I think when Craig T. Nelson first says something too, she's like, "Well, we don't know what it is. Like, it could be." A good energy that we're, yeah, we're stumbled okay. upon. Yeah, I think she's, this is wishful thinking, I think. I, I mean, I'm not well, saying that she's... this is before they understand it, and when all it's doing is these silly chair and... These parlor tricks yes. and all that. But still, so, okay, so let's lean into, let's get to what we're talking about, because Craig T. Nelson, after trying to sell homes, he comes home and she's like, oh, you gotta check this out. And she has put, like, tape on the floor like how far things will travel Mm -hmm. and she shows him that she like puts a chair here and it slides across the kitchen floor Mm -hmm. and he's even looking around like what's what's happening right now and midway through this demonstration i love how he just backs against the wall and just like slumps down (laughs) because he can't believe this especially when she tells Carol Ann to put on a football helmet and <laughs> have a seat on the floor. It's pretty adorable. It's pretty adorable. Because Carol Ann's like, what are we eating for dinner tonight? Uh, yeah. She's like, hey, put on this football helmet. It's great. We'll get McDonald's. It'll be awesome. Sit down. I'm going to slide you across the floor. <laughs> and again, she, they're not, she's playing with this energy at this time. Totally not afraid of it. Totally not saying. No. What is happening? Not afraid at all. Craig T. Nelson has to catch her. So I guess she doesn't fly into the wall or whatever may have happened several times today. And I love this part because Craig T. Nelson's like, you know what we should do? Let's go talk to our neighbor as he eats a giant bowl of baked beans. (laughs) And see what's going on at his place. I love too how they're both like, "Mm, I feel like they got high before they went over to talk to the neighbor. Yes, there is a scene missing of them being like, Let's go talk to him. First, let's smoke a joint. Like, Craig T. Nelson cannot deal with this because they do just, they never even get 
through what they want to ask no, him or talk to him about. No, they kind of giggle halfway through, oh. and they're like, "Do you like? Are you having like?" And the neighbor, like, he's in his chomping down on some food. Yeah, and he's like, "I don't, I don't know what you're saying." They're like, "You're not having like TV. Like your kids aren't looking at the phone." Because it really is like something happened in our kitchen, and then they start laughing, and he's being like bit by mosquitoes. I'm like, "Is this all happening on set right now?" Oh, yeah. And they and just kept the it mosquitoes? in the movie. What is with the mosquitoes? This is a long conversation where the neighbor's like, I don't get bit There's by mosquitoes. There's the next scene where she's putting calamine lotion yes. all over herself. And I was like, is this leading somewhere? Does yeah. something happen where like a giant mosquito invades Are their the home Are the mosquitoes later? a sign that the dead is coming alive? Is that something we should know? I No. No, it's not. I don't know what this is. Like, I really do feel like this is just something they were ad-libbing on set and they were like, this is gold. We got to put it in here. Craig T. Nelson, you Just are a treasure. Just your neck where the mosquitoes landed. This movie might take a little while to get going. It's an enjoyable get going because oh, they no, are no, no. fun fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, but, I am not complaining, but once this movie starts, it just doesn't let up well, the, and the bags underneath Craig T's eyes just get deeper and deeper. <laughs> he looks like a zombie at the end of this. <laughs> It is exhausting work living in a home with the poltergeist when you're Later on when his boss comes over them. and Craig T. Nelson's like, yeah, I've had the flu. I'm like, you need to get away from that guy, boss, yeah. because look at him. <laughs> he clearly has the flu. Why do you want to put him in the car and go for a ride? That's dangerous. So there's a big storm coming, and... <laughs> Are counting those seconds between, and there's not enough between the thunder there is, and the lightning. There's not, it's getting closer and closer. Yeah. So close to where a monster tree. Oof. It looks like hands, giant hands come in, grab this kid while Carolyn is screaming. And while his parents are watching this happen, a tree grabs a boy out of his bed, pulls him out the window, and then proceeds to try and eat him. The tree is trying to eat him. It's true. And yeah. the parents are running out. The, 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 those construction workers have left a muddy pit in that yard. Well, plus it's rained. The parents, both of them, run outside to save the little boy, not thinking that they should worry about their teenage daughter or their youngest daughter. These ghosts just want to get to Carol Ann. And it's just like, what can we do to keep everybody else busy? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's keep them distract. occupied. Well, yes. and she should feel bad, that teenage daughter. I don't know that what I would do if I was a teenager, but she does not try to make sure that Carol Ann is okay. She, she doesn't. Is, do much. I mean, she's a, you know, she's a teenager. She's too cool for school and too cool for this family. So she's like, no, well, I'll hang back. I'm not going to do it. I think she does come outside at one point. She does. And it's just getting, you know, drenched with the rest of the family. Right. right. But Craig T. Nelson has to climb the tree and <laughs> pull this kid out of the tree's mouth. Yeah. Their reaction once all this is over, because also then a tornado touches down mm -hmm. two feet from them mm -hmm. and pulls the tree out of the ground and takes it away. So the tree is gone. But as we said, this is all a distraction because meanwhile, there's a light from inside the kid's closet mm -hmm. that acts almost like a vortex or it's it's its own little tornado let's say right because it starts to pull everything from the room into the light the clown the bed the beds i do love how like the all the toys go floating their yeah, way when it finally pulls her in it even like pulls the mattresses and oh, everything yeah, into the, the mattress closet. against the yes. wall yeah yeah 
Yeah, and, and it's working hear, on getting her. She's not there yet. She's holding on for a while to her little headboard, screaming for somebody to come help her. Mommy, Dad, mommy, somebody. And they're all worried about the boy getting eaten by the tree. Yeah. So they can't get As to her. As you should be. As you mm-hmm. should be. That's mm-hmm. that's uh, responsible parenting. Yeah, they're trying to get the one, not realizing the other's in danger as well. But they realize then that she's in danger. They can't get into the room. The ghosts or whatever won't let them in. But they finally do once everything calms down and they're like rifling through the closet and they do think that they find, I guess, her dead body under a sheet. Oh, they get, no, they think that she got slammed against the wall, right, I think. Right, exactly, yeah. yes. But it turns out it's just a clown. And mm-hmm. they seem relieved by this. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I think I know, as you I should understand, be. They thought it's, they were it's about not, to fight. No, no, I'm just saying it's not like, oh, thank God we found her. It's like... Oh, thank God she's not dead, and this is just a clown. But then it's like, wait a second, where is she? Like, yeah, she's not exactly. where like, the she's voice was coming missing. from. Yes, and they look around the whole house, and she's gone. But now the little boy, and this is, again, another part of his wonderful performance. He goes into, I think, the parents' bedroom, and the TV is on to the fuzz, and he can hear Carol Ann in the TV, and he starts freaking out. And it's like, Mom, 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 yeah. Mom! He's losing it. And now the mom walks in, and you mm. can hear Carol Ann. So she's like, oh, she's here. Great. Where is she? But where is she? And then we're like, what the fuck? She's mm. in the TV? How yeah. the fuck did we get in the TV, Carol Ann? She's in the TV or in the house or something where we just hear her disembodied voice, and she's totally gone. Yeah. And she's saying, I think, Mommy, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear it's you. very upsetting. A lot mm-hmm. of this, like, I can hear you, come save me, help me. And then, like, a lot of times when they're talking to her, it's like, I can't hear you. It's it's very sad and very effective. It's yeah, really, really nice. very much so. Yeah, I agree. So let's cut to, as we said, this is distressing. And as you said, they don't go to the police. They decide these ghost hunters show up, a group of three of them. Mm-hmm. And I I thought this was another funny thing, too, where they're like, we once saw this Matchbox car. Uh, it rolled oh, across yeah, the floor. Funny, it yeah. went uh, five feet over the course of seven hours. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. And now they just casually open the door to the bedroom, and there's just toys so spinning around. All this shit around. is just whirling around. <laughs> like, the poltergeist is hot and alive in that room. <laughs> and you can see, I love it, because like you said, he's telling Craig T. Nelson, like, yeah, we have had, like seven hours of like the matchbox car and if you watch it like i i put it in uh what does he say like i put it in time lapse and yeah because he's like you wouldn't see it if you were just looking at it right but you it's know just what? not obvious to the naked eye <laughs> i know how and to use Craig editing T- software i'm not sure if that makes me kind of a big deal but um you should be impressed and craig t has his barely they're not quite brown under the eye they're like a he's just got a little bit of the bags happening and he's he wearing gives, a lot of mascara at this point yeah, in the movie and yeah. it gets more intense and he looks at the guy like okay and like said opens the door and it's just it's a hot poltergeisty mess in the room and they're like okay all right we are we are we've got something something here um and they start to take the levels. I don't know what they take. The pH levels. The yep. The pH levels. Uh-huh. Galactic. I don't know what they're taking. They're getting ghost busty on the they're scene. You're like this deodorant is strong enough for a man, but it's made for a woman. <laughs> 
They're, t- they're figuring out what energy is in the house with their little devices. It is funny because they finally hear her. Joe Beth Williams calls to her and they hear her and these guys are like, what the fuck's going on? And the one guy's like looking behind the TV and he's like, I'm going to go check upstairs. This is amazing. I do like when she goes to contact her and she looks at them and she goes, you guys are going to think this is a little strange what I'm about to do. But this is um, what we've been doing since Caroline left because we know how to find her. Like, like you said... They didn't go to the cops. They've been living without their daughter for, I'm assuming, just not that long. You know, I'm sure they wanted to find her, so they they found these paranormal experts. But they've developed somewhat of a routine. They, you know, they won't leave the house. Mom doesn't want to leave while Caroline is still possibly somewhere in the house. So they, the, you know... The dad and the mom and the little boy have to stay together. She mentioned how the older daughter sometimes will sleep at a friend's house because it's fucking creepy to stay in this creepy house. <laughs> and I don't know why y'all are doing it except for Sweet Caroline is somewhere really in here. And what I really like about what this movie does because a thing that I think a lot when I'm watching, you know, haunted house movies or whatever is I'm like, why are they there? Like, why would you stay there? Like, I don't care if you're paranormal investigators. Once shit really hits the fan, you, you gotta should get leave. out. Or if, yeah. Yeah. Or if somebody's like, you stay here all night and I'll give you $50,000. That sounds good until like people start dying. But in when here, did I you get that cause... offer? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I love what I love about this is your kids still in the house. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't just all go and stay at a hotel and be like, let's bulldoze this shit. I know, and I love it because the mama bear's the leader. She's like, I'm not leaving without my little girl. And he's like, well, I can't leave you, and we're not going to leave without him. But, you know, the teenager needs her hickeys, so we'll let her go. <laughs> yeah, we'll let her go um, to yeah. whatever hotel. I love when they talk about the hotel, and she's like, oh, yeah, I know that place. Oh, I yeah, mean, that's <laughs> The mom's like, how do you? <laughs> um, but yeah, the they, the family kind of goes through their routine of how they talk to Caroline. And when the paranormal expert, or Caroline, what am I calling her? Caroline. 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 Oh, Caroline. I'm thinks she should be in the city. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so I do like, we, we get this distinguish, distinguish, just, dis, dis, I'm going to stop right there. We get. I don't to know, know. Is somebody wearing a top hat? What are you? Ta- what are you talking about? I'm so distinguished. No, we get to know the difference between a poltergeist and a haunting, and the poltergeist sure. can end at any time, and the haunting yes. takes a long time. I took notes on what we were learning from yeah. our paranormal and, experts. And plus, these people are explaining this to her, and all she gets from this is, "So you're telling me this could end at any time?" And I'm like, "They just said a haunting could be forever. What? Why are you taking?" Do you know the name of the movie is Poltergeist? Is that why you're jumping to that conclusion? Yeah. Well, so the the crew now decides they're going to stay. They're going to observe the night, right? Mm -hmm. And the mom goes walking toward Diane, Joe Beth, goes walking toward the steps while she's talking to Carol Ann, right? She she contacts Carol Mm -hmm. Ann. We all hear her. And now the mom starts to go toward the steps and this like... Some sort of yeah. wind. Let's call it wind. Yeah, this wavy yes. wind comes uh-huh. through her. And this light, right? Wasn't there a light yeah. with it? Um, I don't think there was a light with it. There's a lot of lights, but I think this one was just wind. Mm, and she's through. just she's overjoyed by this. Like uh-huh. she could feel her and everything. Smell and her. 
Yeah, and and you can see that with her, there's much more hope. She doesn't look like a walking zombie like Craig T. Nelson does. No. She's still put together. She's still, I think, I don't want to say Craig T. Nelson thinks that they're never going to find her or whatever, but he seems like he has kind of lost all hope yeah. at this point. We see that he's drinking quite a bit a little bit later on in this movie and everything, um, but she's still, she's still kind of with it. So these investigators are like, we're going to stay here. This is the bomb diggity. We walked in and we're so excited about a matchbox car, and this is what we stumbled onto. And now we're getting onto. real shit here, yeah. Yeah, so they set up their cameras. There's a lot, there's a very, very long conversation between the female paranormal investigator and Joe Beth Williams, and the little boy is involved a little bit too. Oh yeah, when they're he, trying to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, when funny. the kid's like, hey, I have an idea. Why don't I just kill myself and I can go get carol ann and they're like no that's not a good idea kid just don't well mm -mm. he talks about kind of what they do later like you could tie a tie something to me and i'll go in and get her and this is when the dad like well he does he talks about dying the kid says if i die maybe i can go get her i can go over there and get her yes and they have to say no but you can't come back yeah yeah they look at him like but it's very sweet that he wants to do it for his sister it is funny because the two ladies start chatting and he's asleep first on his mom's chest and then out of nowhere he wakes up with this like creepy dying idea but craig t is kind of on the chair in the in the living room listening to all this and you could see he gets really freaked out that his son is like he's realizing the the psychological ramifications. There's a lot of trauma that this, <laughs> yes, the, the other yeah. two movies should just be this family in therapy. Yeah, exactly the trauma they experience from. Um, but yeah, this the the one of our paranormal expert guys is upstairs doing something. I guess in the room, taking levels of the room or whatever. Yeah. And he comes back. Oh my god. <laughs> downstairs, he's got this. He's like, ah, this is something bit me up there. I'm not going back up there. And there's literally, it looks like a bite mark on his I, side. And it's not just like a little bite mark. It's like a giant shark yeah. was upstairs. It's like a and dragon just, bit him. His yeah. whole torso has just giant tooth marks on it. Yeah, this guy really gets the worst of it of possibly anyone in this entire movie. So oh, yeah, at he does. night, uh, the spirits do not like him for do, whatever for reason. For some reason, <laughs> they hate this guy. Yeah. I think it's because he decides to make himself quite at home here and cook a steak in the middle of the night. First of all, so that yeah, so they're again, they're all just spending the night at the house they could record the activity and this guy who was recently bitten by a demon is like, I'm gonna make myself a snack. I'm hungry. Yeah. I think he's, like, he's I'm gonna all get out some of Cheetos. And a what sandwich. else can I eat? Yeah. No, he, like you said, he gets a fresh steak and is about to cook up a steak and take some chicken wings because he's got a mouth full of uh, chicken legs. This guy is really making himself at home. He's like, oh, everyone in the house is asleep on this floor. I have an idea. Let me clang around a few frying pans yeah. and light the gas stove. But this didn't last long, as we know. No, because the um, the snake starts to walk around. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Ugh. He drops his chicken, and there's maggots all over it. And then he goes into a closet with a big utility sink. It's yeah, like he's in the garage like, suddenly. Yeah, it's a weird bathroom that he goes into, yes. like the washroom bathroom. Yeah, it was like, oh, a powder room with a giant utility sink. <laughs> and this is where he starts to... He basically turns into a puppet and rips his own yeah, face off. Yeah, he peels, off. starts to peel his face away and then realizes 
it's all a, a hallucination of some kind. Freaks out. Meanwhile, um, the other guy, I love how the other guy's just sitting there listening to music the whole time. He's rocking and out with his headphones, totally with his back to all of the screens. That is, <laughs> what is happening in this amazing paranormal house tonight? I don't know. I'm just rocking out to whatever on my headphones. He's listening to, I don't know, let's say Michael Jackson and like reading a comic book or you something. No, he's drawing a sketch of a Oh, yeah, woman. yeah, he is yeah, drawing. drawing. Yes. Yeah. But it's so funny how the ghosts are even like, we got to get ourselves on camera. This is going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the ghosts turn all of them. Turn the camera to the steps. And then everybody wakes up because like an angel comes down the steps. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like an angel. Yeah, it's this magnificent light being. Yeah. It's really kind of crazy because then when they go back later... And they watch the video. Oh, it's just see, a it's bunch just of a, people. It's lots of people. Yeah, it comes down. What they see with the naked eye when they're watching it looks like this very slow moving, yeah. you know, creature, like light being. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, they watch it again. They're like, did we record it? Did it get on camera? And when yeah. they watch it again, it's just a series of people in the light. Bunch of people walking mm-hmm. around. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a lot for that night. Yeah, yeah, that was a heavy night right there. It was a big night. They, they've had a big couple nights in a row here. And now the next day they decide, let's put this kid alone in a cab with the dog and get him the hell out oh, yeah. of here. They're like, like, he's going to leave. I don't know who they're sending him off to. Grandma's. He's going oh, to grandma's okay. house. Okay. Yes. But I'm even like, one of you could drive him yeah, there and maybe possibly let your mother know what's going on too. Grandma maybe. could get him maybe? Don't let yeah. This, yeah, don't let this kid explain that like your daughter's gone and he may kill himself to find her and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe go and explain to the grandmother why you're sending this right. kid. Right. But this is also where uh, Craig T. Nelson's boss shows up. Oh, I found out this guy, James Karen, he's a character actor. You see him in a lot of stuff. He's from Wilkes-Barre. Oh, look at that. Kind of a local. I like it. Yep. Local guy makes big. (laughs) So, yeah, he's a little bit suspicious of Craig T. Nelson. And he even does bring up like, hey, um... Uh, your daughter, uh, uh, Carol Ann, like, I haven't seen her around or anything. I went well, to your house. Well, he's got the like, hot tip at school. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's like, I was in the house. And... I, didn't, I didn't see it. I'm wondering if he's like, did you maybe, like, murder your entire family? Yeah. Like, maybe you're acting a little funny. I haven't seen you in a long time. I haven't seen your what's daughter. Really like, what's happening? going on Yeah. What, what do you really have going on here? But he's not suspicious because he takes him to a hill. That's overlooking this entire development. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all of this can be yours, Craig T. Nelson. You put a house up here. It's great. Oh, uh, those that cemetery there. Don't worry about it. We'll just move everybody. It's totally cool. We already did it. And guess what? Nobody said a word about it. Whoa, and that's when the flashlight goes off or the white light, if you will, goes off. And Craig T's head, he's like, wait, what? You, You did what? This was on a cemetery? Ding, ding, ding. And can we just say how sweaty and sweat-stained and, like, baggy-eyed Craig T. Nelson is in this scene? He's out in the sunlight being like, ugh, big pit stains and everything. He's like, I don't know. You know what? Promotion, that sounds pretty sweet. (laughs) And even the boss at one point's like, ah, we've been moving bodies for years now. I'm like, that's not just a casual thing you throw on in conversation. That's how this guy works in this community. Right. But now... 
let's cut to the hero of the movie. They bring in the big guns because these paranormal people, they realize that... They don't really know. They don't know what the fuck is going (laughs) on. They are so out of their element because I love how the lady... First of all, there were three paranormal people. There was... Um, the white guy who ripped his face off. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the black guy who draws pictures of witches or something like that. And then there's the woman who seems to be in charge. Like she's like their boss. Mm-hmm. I love how <laughs> it cuts back to the house and she's there trying to like calm down Joe Beth Williams. And she's yeah, like, they listen, make a nice little bond. They share some booze. And she's yeah. like, listen, I have to go. I have to do some stuff. We need equipment. I may or may not go get somebody that can really help us out. And she's like, that guy there, the guy who draws pictures of witches, he's going to hang out. Oh, the other guy, yeah, he's not coming back here anymore. <laughs> he got just, too creeped out. Yeah. <laughs> really, just casually, and she really does say he's not coming back. Like, this guy was really messed up by this ordeal. Yeah, this really affected him. Not in mm-hmm. a good way. They bring in Zelda Rubenstein, and her, the way they introduce her is hilarious. And I have to say... Craig T. Nelson's performance and reaction to everything she's doing early is so funny. He is stifling a laugh at every turn. This guy who has just given up all hope of finding his daughter and looks like death is cracking himself up. He can't handle her. He makes a comment to the to the other boss lady from the, the paranormal team and is like, I don't understand it completely. He says, what is this Knott's Berry Farm? And why is that? Is it because she's a little person? Is it because she's not big? Of course it is. But I even love how, because we don't see her for a moment and everybody walks into a room and Craig T. Nelson stands in the doorway and then like moves aside so this (laughs) tiny woman can walk into the room. It is a fun reveal. Mm -hmm. He's smiling. She's, she asks him, what does she ask him to do to talk to her? Something like that. This is when he starts laughing. Right. And think, because he's like, I tried to communicate with her through thinking, and she can't even read my mind. Who is this charlatan? And she, even from upstairs, is like, hey, I don't like reading minds, you piece of shit. Yeah, I yeah. can hear every, everything you're yeah, thinking. Yeah, she's like, I don't like the tricks. I'm not into it. Yeah. Yeah. But but she's She's legit. amazing in this movie. I I... I this is a star-making performance. Oh, yeah. And for some reason in my mind, like I said, I've seen this before. I've seen this a couple times before. And I kind of didn't remember she was just in it for like this 15-minute segment. I mean, it's a big, huge 15 minutes. I sure. get it. Yeah, but, but it's not. Yeah. And she doesn't come back in the end to help them no. finally or to see what has come of the, you know, what she's tried to do here. But. Her performance she, she doesn't is check just... up on her uh, on her clients. I'm just checking in to see if everything's okay. <laughs> no, but when she hears, she's like, "Jesus, I heard the neighborhood got demolished. What happened to y'all? I'll meet you at the hotel. Make sure I sage you all before you go and stay at that Hilton." How many people were killed? <laughs> that many people? Oh my god! It's crazy. Getting better. So, see, getting so better. Anyways, That's less so, dolly. That's less so dolly. She, I know. You're I know. transitioning. I can't. I just have to do a dolly impression. No, you're watch doing better. Dolly it's getting soon. better. So she really just lays out this shit for everyone. Because mm-hmm. this really is 
where she's like, there's all these spirits and they have to go toward the light. And Carol Ann, she's the one that can lead them toward the light. And there's a monster and he's really evil and he's feeding yeah, off the of beast, her pure yeah. energy. Like, it's really fun. And she's, she at the beginning is like, just kind of like, hey, I'm going to lay all this shit on you and it might be a lot, but already you've seen a lot of stuff. So you're probably just going to be into this. I love it. How she tells Joe Beth Williams to kneel up down on the ground so they can talk face yeah, to face. Yeah, she's like, Oh, come on. Don't let me hurt my neck. It's so wonderful. Yeah. And, but then she explains to her, she's like, I'm going to ask you to do things that might go against what you believe and how you feel, but you have to promise me that you're going to listen to me. Use your mama heart. Like you said, she is excellent because she delivers all of her lines with such a, and she it's really great. is like taking charge, but also is very sweet about telling mm-hmm. these people like, I'm here for you. This is going to work. You might have to do some weird shit, but I know you want your kid back. Mm-hmm. So I'm on your side. Um, we didn't mention earlier. This is very important where at one point, Carol Ann does say that she sees the light. Yes. And the other lady, the first paranormal lady, is like, whoa, 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 don't tell her to go toward the light. That is bad news. Yeah, the light's bad. But- right. And that comes into play now <laughs> mm-hmm. because Zelda Rubenstein and everything, like, there's all sorts of conversation and everything like that. And uh, the whole time, the mom is communicating with her and... At one point, Zelda Rubenstein's like, who's she afraid of in this family? Whoever she's oh, most yeah. afraid of, you or your husband, you have to threaten her. Craig T. Nelson is so resistant. He's like, what? I would never. I, who spanks your children? I would never hit my kids. And even Joe he's like, you motherfucker, would you just threaten our child <laughs> so she can come back to us? It's That's really the fun. Line. Well, because she's not answering. She's not listening to them when, when they're trying to communicate. So she's like, you need to make her whoever she's scared. He's scared. The beast or whoever the evil over there is scaring her. So you need something that's going to scare her more than that. And this is he where does spank her she tells her. It I know. <laughs> right? this, this is where she tells uh, Joe Beth Williams and Craig D. Nelson to tell her to run toward the light. Yes. And even Joe Beth Williams is like, no, 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 no. She's not supposed to do that. And she's like. Tell her to run toward the light. Tell her to run toward the light. And you can see this other woman in the background, like, looking around like, oh, shit, I really fucked up. I should yeah, have told her to go the light yeah. earlier. I could have avoided all of this. <laughs> but that's not what they're doing, or that's not what she's doing. The whole plan is to have Carolyn lead these other people, these other lost souls, toward the light so mm-hmm. they can move on to, you know, whatever the afterlife is or, or whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go in and they'll get her because they have a plan. That involves tennis balls and a rope. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, she no takes sense. a whole she takes a whole inventory of the house right. when she mm-hmm. first gets there. And part of it is where does the energy come from? Where so she there's there's some sort of vortex, some sort of hole in the ceiling downstairs between the closet and the downstairs. And we're about ready. To get kind of balls deep into this now, I guess. <laughs> that's, a, that's a way to think about it. Because <laughs> Zelda Rubenstein has realized that if you enter the closet, mm-hmm. it's like a portal that then takes you into whatever other world this is or afterlife or, or whatever this is. Yeah, this waiting But then world. you can exit it through the living room ceiling. Well, she figures it's not in a very clever way. 
she tests it. She tests her theory with some tennis balls. And when the tennis ball theory works, three tennis balls, each of them labeled with different letters. Yeah. Get I, thrown because you got to make sure another different tennis ball didn't come out. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she throws the tennis balls down and they each come out. And some of this goo that you had mentioned right. being real creepy to you comes out on these tennis balls. But miraculously, this, this theory is solid. The tennis balls come out. This is some sort of porthole connecting that realm to this realm. The guy who's sent downstairs to like go downstairs and you can catch these tennis balls. Mm-hmm. How amazed he is when they come down. He's like, it's my handwriting. Yeah. My handwriting's on here. <laughs> he loves it. He's having so much fun. And even the other paranormal investigator is told to go downstairs because she also throws a rope through this. Mm-hmm. A rope that they can then tie around first. Zelda Rubenstein's like, I'm totally going in here. And I love how Joe Beth Williams is like, no, 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 I'm going in. And this is also a funny part because Zelda Rubenstein's like, you've never done this before. And she goes, but you haven't either. And she goes, okay, yeah, you go. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess you should. But it's a good idea because they want to get Carol Ann. And Carol Ann's not going to go with this weird tiny woman. She's going to go with her mom. That would be... Somewhat scary, I right. think, if well, you hadn't well, seen her before. Well, she's already has all these other creatures trying to. Not that she's it's a creature, but creatures. Oh my god, what is this creature? I'm not trying to call Zelda a creature at all. I meant that she's got all these other. She lots of things are vying for Carol Ann's attention. Yes, and so which, like, what she I mean, wants is her mommy. Yes, and yes. now it. I guess we are to believe that all of the good spirits are now gone. So now she's basically just left alone with whatever evil thing is in there with her. Mm-hmm. So Craig T. Nelson is also told he has to hold the rope so that she doesn't get sucked in. But then they have the rope also downstairs. Mm-hmm. She's got it knotted around her and off she goes. Well, it's really actually sweet before she goes off. This couple, Craig T. Nelson and uh, Joe Beth, they're very are, cute. They're very in love with each other, and you know they're hugging and kissing and and loving. And you know I'm going, and this could be really weird, and I might not come back, and we don't know. It's very sweet, but yes, then she goes, and off she goes. Um, yeah, off she goes. In there is a bit of uh, an issue here where the ropes kind of like being pulled and freaky things are happening. Well, he um, freaks Craig, out a little bit. He does Craig freak he, out because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he, he almost like tries to go in, but then he pulls the rope and he seems to pull out a giant monster too. This yeah. Time. Well, even Zelda is like, not yet. Don't pull anything yet. It's not time. And so he, he pulls this rope too soon and he pulls out the, I think this is the maybe the demon, the monster, the beast. Yes, it they... is some sort of monstrous creature. And even tell Rubenstein's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like backs up against the wall and it's like, I, I didn't sign up for I this. I didn't call this guy <laughs> in. Yeah. You need to fucking to listen to me when you have that rope yeah. in your hand. Yeah. Fucking follow directions, dude. But then right. they run downstairs and Joe Beth and little, little baby Carol Ann fall oh. out. Just curse splat onto the carpet like covered the ceiling in red gives jello. birth to them yeah mm-hmm. yes 
and they are not breathing. So they have to like carry them upstairs and put them in the bath. One of the one of the things we had these tennis balls to get ready and a bath yep. to get ready. Exactly. And now we know why because they've got to soak in the bath right away. And it's such a, it's such a wonderful little like line cuz he's like making sure that they're breathing and everything and he's like breathe 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 and one by one first Joe Beth kind of comes to and then Caroline comes to him when she's just like daddy like it's such a cute yeah like because even right after this they're like she doesn't remember any of this and that's like yeah yeah thing. they're like she totally blacked it all out and they're like yeah oh, mm -hmm. but yeah and I do just... love how they just as they're like leaving or as they're closing the bathroom door how Zelda Rubenstein's like this house is clean. Oh, it's, it's perfect. So it's so perfect. And then yeah. again, like she is at this point, this should be the end of the movie, but we we're like an hour be. 15 into this or yeah. an hour 20. And she's totally out of this movie. Um, if you've ever watched a movie, you know that that runtime doesn't make sense. So there's gotta be more, but it really does feel like we're getting out of here. Cause we there's a moving job. truck. Yeah. And, yeah, I do like how uh, Craig T. Nelson really is kind of like talking to Joe Beth Williams. He's like, you know what? It is time to get out of here. But first, you know what? Maybe you should color your hair. <laughs> Maybe you should just take care of that little thing first. She's got this new white streak now in her hair. It's cool. Yeah. She looks cool with those gray streaks in her hair. Yeah. I don't know. So they talk about going to a hotel. He talks about the fact that he has to stay late. Mm -hmm. They're telling their older daughter, like, just go with your friends. It's fine, but be back later. Right. And the kids back, the boys back. Carol Ann doesn't remember anything. Mm -mm. It's, it's totally cool. So they decide to stay there again. This is such danger. Well, like we said, not the whole family. He's working late. The teenage daughter apparently has some boyfriend that she goes and stays with at maybe the yeah. hotel they're going to stay with later. Sure, but yeah, exactly. the, supposedly they're all moved out. But when she, you know, we see the moving truck, we see boxes in the front yard. But when the mom's then in the bathroom, everything is still decorated. The pictures are still up in the hallway. I am so glad you said that because yeah. I'm like, they packed up their house except for everything we're seeing right, right. now. And her bathroom, like there's all just stuff in it. It's not like in their bedroom because they show her bedroom. You know, when she, the monster comes, gets her or whatever. In her bedroom, you see some boxes half, you know. Yes. No, but no, definitely. There's definitely, the house still looks very much lived in for a family that's supposed to be staying in a hotel that night. Yeah. Moving is a process. We get it. Sure. But it just seems very strange how everything appears to be in the truck, except for all the stuff in the walls, everything upstairs. Right. And even later on, we see him like running through the downstairs. And I'm like, well, nothing's packed up. Like, yeah. those are just empty boxes. What is outside, happening? Right? right. And you didn't even think to pack the fucking clown doll? Jeez. Yeah, that's the first thing <laughs> to get packed in a landfill. That's right. where that exactly. thing gets packed to. Exactly. But no, it's sitting on the still chair, on this chair again. Well, the beds are still there, the mattress. Still, so, because, like you said, so the mom and the kid, the littles, are going to apparently spend the night, or at least she's going to put the kids to bed while she takes a bath. So the the sheets are still on the bed. Creepy clown is still in the bedroom, and mom is gonna dye her hair and then take a nice hot bath. I mean, less yeah, hot sure. bath in the house, I guess. Less um, hot bath. <laughs> Something to remember this house by. We have no memories here. 
except for the traumatic experience. I'm not going to write. I'm, I'm just going to try to put good memories back yeah, in. Yeah, she's so like, good I'll... memories. Like the time I dyed my hair. Why did I have to do that? Oh, white oh, streaks because white I went into some the, right. sort of afterlife portal. The kids. Oh, it starts again. I just, boy, I think it's funny the that there's not a conversation like about what Joe Beth saw in there. Like he, Greg T. Nelson isn't even like, so what was it like? Like what? Like when you went in there? Like oh yeah, what was yeah. Going on? So like there's nothing. Right. Well, again, or maybe, maybe it's best. Like you know what? You went through something, and if you want to talk about it, you can. I'm not gonna press though. Right, right. When you're ready, <laughs> you open right. up. Right. So as we said, the creepy clown is still there. It's on the chair. He again tries to throw. I'm gonna say the Chewbacca jacket. First of all. I kind of want that Chewbacca jacket. Just know, a regular cool. jacket, just with an iron-on patch of Chewbacca on the back of it. Really big. It's super cool. He misses, though, he, so he doesn't cover the clown. And then he looks back. It's gone. Mm. The clown pulls this, <laughs> pulls this boy under the bed. Again, it is just this monster or whatever it is. Trying to get everyone else out of the way because it is in love with Carol Ann. Because mean, this she's kid adorable, is, that's why. Yeah. This kid's being choked to death by a clown under his bed, like fighting with a stuffed clown, which I listen, if the IMDB rumors are true, this <laughs> child almost died. But it is kind of funny to watch him like fight with a clown puppet. It is kind of great. And meanwhile, the mom, she's being like thrown all over the place. All over this room, she's dancing on the ceiling. Like she's all over <laughs> yeah, this room. Yeah, it's literally sucking her up the wall, all over. Well, she lays first. She's got her hair all done, and she lays on the bed and her little football jersey on. She's like, "Oh, last night the creepiest house I've ever lived in." <laughs> Let me just stretch out on my bed while my children sleep in the room they almost just died in. And then the this force comes and basically is trying to keep her from the kids, right? It's it's exactly. Um, well, yeah. like you said, it's kind of dances on the ceiling with her. Mm-hmm. The kids are starting to get sucked back into that closet light. It's the she, same thing again. Like I can't believe it didn't that, work. I'm like, no, this yes. house is not clean. You also, have to come back. The whole time she was gone, she was like, uh, our kids' room, like that place is totally off limits. If you go in there, maybe you'll get bit. And what does she do? when everything calms down she's like you know what room you guys love that room that you sleep in together that's like, where you should be have them stay in your room sleep downstairs yeah, again she puts it in the room with you the were stretching portal. out on yeah yeah no 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 her kids are in danger yeah. i do like it when she's trying to get to them at one point and she's the hallway keeps kind of getting longer oh, yeah, she can't really quite cool. get to them yeah, yeah. um yep. but then it's even like when the she's shot in there jaws where he's sitting on the beach chair and it has that like what do they call that? That's a force perspective. I don't think that's right, but it's away. something like that. Yes, far it's away the same shot. Yeah, it's the same shot, which makes people be like, "Did Steven Spielberg direct this?" Oh, he had a hand. Things like that to do that. Is this when she tries to go to their room and there's a legit monster outside yeah. of their room? Uh huh. Blocking her away, but she does right. get in, and now the still it's keeping them apart and it's trying to. Pull the boy right. and Carol Ann in. Yeah, he she gets a hold of their hands. Hid the boy's hand first. 
Yeah, then, she's able to sort of pull them out of the room, mm-hmm. using them as a chain, like grabbing the boy's hand, and then he grabs Carol Ann's hand, and she's able to pull them out of the house. And is this when Craig T. shows up, like, home from work, and he just sees, like, crazy light action <laughs> yes. happening in his house? Like, Yeah, um, now, oh, wait, wait a second. When did she get stuck? No, when did she have to go into the pool with the dead bodies? Right. This is a little bit before this, okay. is that she goes... She goes to try and get the neighbors because she's yelling for them and they're probably just busy eating baked beans and weren't right. able to help her out. But this is when she falls in the pool and dead bodies are popping up and she's like swimming with skeletons. Yeah. And then the neighbors do help her out. And I like how she's like, oh no, my kids are in deep shit. And you hear the neighbor guy being like, well, I'm not going in that house. And yeah, just like, yeah, he's he like, wanders yeah, no. back to his own place. They refuse to. They're like, yeah, no, I'm not. I can't help you, lady. It's too creepy in there but this is where like you said craig t nelson shows up and there's he's running through the house and legit coffins are popping out of their floor and opening up and skeletons are jumping out at him it's really really great it's super crazy like it's a fun goofy way to end this movie um, because as we said, Dominique Dunn shows up with a hickey and is mm-hmm. screaming outside. Well, the boss shows up. The whole the... neighborhood now is like, what the hell? Because now it's really happening all over the neighborhood, not just the yes. house. Like the house, um, the, another storm is coming and there's other, right. the whole neighborhood's just kind of falling apart. Oh, and the, it, the his boss totally, comes by yeah. and Craig the T. Boss... Nelson freaks out on him yes. and is like, oh, God, you do not you move the bodies. How could you do that? Yeah. How could and you the, move the headstones and not yes. the bodies? And the boss is almost like looking around like, <laughs> I'm just going to get back in my van right. and head out of here. No questions asked. <laughs> so they all like jump in their family. Um, not minivan. What were the things before minivan? Station, Station wagon. wagon. yeah. And they just like tear off. And we watched the whole house like implode upon itself. Yeah. And then explode. And the boss like flies back and everything like that. And we're not sure how many people died in this accident. But I'm assuming a couple did. Yeah. It didn't look pretty. That's for sure. And can we talk about the ending of this movie? Because it's one of the best jokey, funny yeah. ways to end a horror movie. Cause, and it's a single shot, which is so nice. Because... They're just getting in this hotel. They're walking up to the second floor of this hotel. They check into their room and the door closes. And the camera's even just sitting there. Like, you're just waiting for something. You're like, well, movies don't just end this way. And, of course, the door opens and Craig T. Nelson wheels the TV out. Pretty and great. And turns around and slams the door. Pretty great. It's yeah. it's pretty great, yes. Yeah. And. And that's it. That's that's Poltergeist. Such from a good movie. I don't yeah, think it, either one of us didn't like it. And rewatching it doesn't make it any, you know, and it just great performances, well written, well done. Just just a good movie. Just a good scary movie. <laughs> yeah. No, just yeah, a really good scary movie. And again, I I would suggest because I did consider this watching with my kids. It didn't work out. But I just, oh, yeah. it's PG. I don't, I don't, it's a, it's a touchy PG. Well, like because it's, it's one of those that it's a kid. If, if you're not, even as an adult, I told you, I'm still like close the closet before bed after watching it. Cause it'll just, it just is creepy. That's the other thing about them for being presented as such a normal family and such a family, like we've been saying, like you, 
if they feel very real well this whole thing feels very real i'm like was this based on a true story what's happening here based um, on a true story <laughs> I mean, you could say that. Whatever, go for right? it. Who cares? Yeah. People will be like, I guess this happened somewhere. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's really nice, and it's very, <clears throat> it's very true to life. Like we said, the family is fleshed out. You actually care about the characters, mm-hmm. and you care about their relationships. And sometimes that's tough to do in a horror movie. It's yeah. not just it's not just stock people there to be killed and everything like that. And like we said too, like the ghost, like this is a movie about ghosts, but that tree and that clown are the scariest. Oh things yeah, that's freaked me which out. Is, yeah, Thanks. which is absolutely fantastic. I agree. So, I love it. It's really great. My recommendation. This might seem like a cop out, oh. but I don't think enough people have either seen or reappraised what I think is the second best Poltergeist movie in the series. Uh, uh-huh. Poltergeist 3. Ah. Poltergeist 3 is good. Now, I understand why some people don't like it because it's Heather O'Rourke, it's it's Carol Ann. She goes to stay with her aunt and uncle. Like the rest oh, of the cast is like... in the fancy like, hotel or in the fancy yes, condo or something in New York. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's all like... With mirrors, which wasn't a thing in either of the first two movies, so it's totally different. But, um, her uncle's Tom Skerritt, mm-hmm. and her aunt's Nancy Allen, and I think her cousin is um, is that skinny woman, Laura Flynn Boyle. It's oh, it's yeah. so good. It like it it really is wonderful, and I love the fact that because I don't think the second one is very good. I know a lot of people like it. But no, at the I end agree. Of the second, I like the third one more. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the second one, I was kind of like, all right, I'm done with this family. Like, I'm kind of done looking yeah. at Craig T. Nelson. Can we do something different? And they try and do something different. Um, it's it's really, really great. There's like a frozen swimming pool. People yeah, crawling out of puddles. It's all like there's one of you, but your reflection's like an evil one of you, which, again, is totally different than anything we're doing in the first movie, but I really love it a lot, so people should watch it. So, Poltergeist 3, give yourself a weekend. Maybe don't watch the second one, or maybe take a nap when the second one is on. So, what about you? Any suggestions? Any recommendations? Well, we recently, um, how hip are we? We're watching that uh, new cool show with Nicole Kidman, that Nine Perfect Strangers. Okay. And um, You should have just said that new cool show. Perfect Strangers. Maybe you heard of it. About people talking about. That's what I recommend. A little story about a foreign man coming into a country. That no, no. Nine Perfect Strangers is actually it's very good. My mom actually uh, recommended it, and now um, we're hooked. And uh, so the character that Nicole Kidman plays. This is my this is my relation. How I'm relating it to Poltergeist. First of all, I don't want to give too much away, but they we are definitely trying to contact spirits in these strangers at some point are and um the nicole kidman character has this pale blonde hair she's russian though but i believe that if carol ann were russian and running a dosing clinic um then this is maybe what she would have grown up to be is um the Nicole Kidman character. It's a very good show. Is it so, like Amazon or Hulu or something? I think it's the Hulu. Something like that. Okay. Because I, I keep Hulu. seeing it. I keep seeing previews for it and I keep being. Each week it gets weirder and weirder. Okay. Each week right. it gets weirder and weirder. All the actors are doing a great job. Then maybe I'll have to check it out. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty right. cool. It's getting really weird now where I'm like, all right, buddies, okay. what are we. But it's nearing the end. So I'm guessing that's why. Uh, so. 
yeah, thank you everybody for um, listening. Wait, what am I doing? What did, wait, we have to talk about what we're doing next. Yeah, let's what not is, jump too far ahead. We still got to. I, I mean, we've officially we're, we're, given our recommendations and beyond. Just shows we're watching right. that we like. There are scary <laughs> movies still More to, to be, be seen. watched. Yes. And we're going to go from ghosts, Jamie, to vampires. Oh. We're going to watch a movie called Fright Night, <laughs> which is about a uh, a kid, a teen, let's say, um, and a guy moves in next door. Kind of a cool, I'm going to say hunky <laughs> dude, guy. moves okay. in next door. And uh, he starts to have a suspicion that his new neighbor is a vampire. Uh-oh. That is what we're going to watch next. Coming at you because it is Halloween. It's scary movie October. Yeah, and folks, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but over on Patreon, we have our episode on Monkey Shines. So head over, check it out. Check it, check it. Five dollars. It's not that much. And like I said, we have about forty full-length bonus episodes over there, as well as every show we put out early and uncut, unedited. It's good stuff. So it's good stuff. Hop on board, go over there, check out what we did, and we will talk to you all again in two weeks when we discuss Fright Night. Until then, everyone, have a great two weeks. Goodbye. (laughs) It's like how long it takes you sometimes to just say goodbye. It's like the wheels in your head are turning, and you're like, what should I... This is a Mark Beats production. Come on down to Arrowhack, leave your pack right there, relax. If you want to see your body, I can show you where it's at. Heavy thought to bear this ass, you cut through bone like Arrowhack. They gon' find you in the forest looking like a bear attack. I may just be strange, you see I'm a stranger to myself, in fact. I look at myself and only see a stranger staring back, so I don't need to wear a mask. Talk shit and get an arrow snap, I'm can't be me, I'm okay with that. It's time to crystal Keep it Arrowhack on the wrap like some winter clothes. Pop a pot, keep the kitchen closed. These conditions ain't live up on my table. Tamper hot like Felissa Rose Embrace fear I'll silence a room with a blank stare Leave your kid at camp floating in the lake there See y'all at the waterfront Then gotta run no more Shot, shot Body looking uglier than a pair of short shorts and a crop top Sorry for the awkwardness I ain't very talkative Morals barely operative Looking at me like I won't rock your shit I'll cover your ass in bees while you trying to rock your shit for talking shit Let's go for a swim I'll see you at the bottom, bitch I'm not a bitch Yo, Angela, how come you so fucked up? Has to be because of my family, I'm a dummy. All you dumb fucks and cum sluts. I hear what people say. I shouldn't be here today, shouldn't be here today. I shouldn't need to say, keep away. Fall on your knees and pray that they don't send you off to sleep away, sleep away. Come on down to Arrowhack, leave your pack right there, relax. If you want to see your body, I can show you where it's at. Heavy thought to bear this ass, you cut through bone like Arrowhack. They gon' find you in the forest looking like a bear attack. I may just be strange, see I'm a stranger to myself, in fact. I look at myself and only see a stranger staring back, so I don't need to wear a mask. Talk shit and get an arrow snap, I'm can't be me, I'm okay with that. It's time to crystal clear this camp. Hope you don't have any standards, a lot of unhappy campers. All of those catty manners have you looking at me backwards. Well, excuse me, bitch. I don't mean to start a fire, but you should have been burning tires. Now you're getting fucked with a curling nine. Sick fuck with a dirty mind, and you missed the early signs. She gon' miss me at the gate and not the pearly kind. But you won't live another day to get the dirt of mine. I'll see you in the sequel if you speak another word of mine. Run away if you wanna live through another day. Come and play, Ray, deal, edit, cut away. No, cut.
Until the head severed, have an unregistered molester rolling out on a stretcher with his sin skin still on the floor in the kitchen and half his face missing. Have a taste, dish in. Grab a plate, don't skip in, don't sleep in, no sleepy head. If she were any quieter, she'd be dead. Ha! Come on down to Arrowack, leave your back right there, relax. If you wanna see your body, I can show you where it's at. Heavy thought to bear this ass, you cut through bone like Marowak. They gon' find you in the forest looking like a bear attack. I may just be strange, see I'm a stranger to myself. In fact, I look at myself and only see a stranger staring back. So I don't need to wear a mask. Talk shit and get an arrow snap. I'm can't be me, I'm okay with that. It's time to crystal clear this camp. Yeah, maybe. Welcome to our patrons podcast. Uh, <laughs> old people yell about technology. <laughs>